the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Mom Show on My Talk 1071. We are streaming live right now online at mytalk1071.com. I am your host, Sonny. I'm filling in for Miss Shannon on this fine Sunday morning. I'm really hoping that you guys are getting out and enjoying this warm weather. And I am in today with Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. Um, so before we get started, I wanted to let you guys know that if you want to get on the show, if you have questions, we got a really good topic today. Very, very important. Uh, very, very front of uh, matters, what everybody's talking about right now. So if you want, if you have questions, you want to get in on the show, 651-641-1071. Again, that's 651-641-1071. We are open to hearing your questions because I know I got a lot of questions. Yeah. Dr. Amy, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the COVID-19 virus because I think there's been, I mean, I know everybody's been hearing it on the radio and mm -hmm. maybe if you're listening to NPR or um, talking about it, mm -hmm. seeing tons of articles on social media. And it's really confusing. Everything is confusing, I feel like. Well, I think <laughs> there is a lot of information flying around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, uh, you know, we have this habit in this country, I feel like, of really running acting first yes. <laughs> thinking later <laughs> and i think you know part of you know part of what's going on too and what i see in my social circles is this has happened in other instances in our lives mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. where something is coming or something is happening or something is being anticipated for mm -hmm. either your area or the country mm -hmm. and it's really blown up mm -hmm. and then nothing happens. And so on one level, I feel like people are, are kind of thinking, oh, this is just another one of those things. Right. And on the other hand, you know, there's lots of fear mm -hmm. and there's lots of misunderstanding, misunderstanding yeah. and um, about what it is and what's happening or what's coming or what's happening in an area mm -hmm. and then everything in between. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so even looking out at some of the information that I see pop up on things like Facebook or mm -hmm. social media or, you know, news briefs that I get texted, um, whatever alerts I get. Yeah. You know, it is. And I think I feel like even I'm a pretty rational person mm -hmm. and I know the stats. I've really dove into this mm -hmm. um, to the extent that we need to know for our clinic yeah. and the families that we help and the staff that we have at health foundations. Um, but also because I think it's important to know, even for my own family, yeah. to think about, OK, what's reliable information? What do we really need to know? So. You know, I don't have all the answers by any means today, mm -hmm. but today is really an opportunity to just start that conversation because the things that I would like to talk about today are a little bit about the virus, mm -hmm. a little bit about how to get your household ready. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I've been texted pictures of um, empty shelves, mm -hmm. you know, at Target or you're hearing, you the, know, the hand sanitizer sanitizers are all out. Hand sanitizers, yeah. toilet paper. Yeah. You know, what have you seen? I've heard more. I haven't seen anything, but I'm in, I'm currently, I'm in barber school and our, our teacher had to talk to us about that because we work with the public when we're cutting people's hair. Oh, and sure. so there were students that came in and was like, if you go to the store, there's no more hand sanitizer. There's no more soap. And I'm like, so did hand washing become popular just now? Or? 
We weren't washing our hands before. What's the deal? I hear that from a lot of people. We're like, okay, so people weren't right washing their hands. Like, let's keep the same energy. Let's keep the hand sanitizer and the soap off the shelves. But before we go further, um, because since we're talking about such a really important topic, let's talk about what you do at Health Foundations Birth Center, so people can feel comfortable in knowing that you are at least in the medical field and what you're hearing, so they can know. Uh, why they can trust Dr. Amy Johnson Grass. Sure. So we are Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic. Our name really says a lot about what we do. Mm-hmm. So as a birth center, we offer comprehensive maternity care. So we see women for all of their prenatal care, their labor and delivery, and all of their postpartum care. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference is we just spend a lot more time with women. You know, I mm-hmm. really think we do lots of education and we work on building relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's important in healthcare, period. But especially I feel like in pregnancy, because there's a lot of unknowns. We're not pregnant all the time. Right. And there's not really good always information out there on Dr. Google. Right. And, oh my goodness. Um, Dr. Google. And needs to lose his license. Pregnant, <laughs> pregnancy isn't something that we've normalized in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, we it's one of those things where you hear the doom and gloom or um, the, oh my gosh, I just didn't like being pregnant or I didn't feel good or you have to have all of these symptoms and that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. And so really um, you're seen by a group of midwives. Um, your your prenatal appointments are anywhere between 30 to 60 minutes, which is really different because in our conventional medical system, visits are about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a conversation about not only checking in and making sure mom and baby are doing good, but also, you know, what to expect and what testing we're doing and how to get ready, not only for labor, but for that parenthood piece. Yes, ma'am. And, um, we give you, you know, we come from the model where, um, we want you to ask questions and be informed, but you you might not know what that right question is to ask. Right, right. Because right when we go into our conventional medical system, it's not that providers are not willing to answer questions, but right. you have to know the right question to right, ask to get right. the information you're looking for. And that's very difficult. And if, you ta- if you're taking time to get to know the patient, then you can kind of feel around. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. also we know what information is important. And so we give that to you in your visits mm-hmm. and, and, you know, spend that time talking about it so you can go home and digest it and then come back and ask more questions. What a beautiful thing to talk about on International Women's Day. <laughs> right. It's really empowering women and families to take control of their health care, to take control of their bodies and to be respectful. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a partnership. It's not a dictatorship. Right. And so, um, and the same goes for our women's health. So we provide well person, well woman care. So it's not only PAPs and breast exams and contraception. It's really things like thyroid health and mm-hmm. coming, getting your cholesterol checked or just your basic physical exam, or I'm not feeling well, or I think I'm really fatigued all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we go and we see women across the lifespan for all of those things. Oh, wow. So teenage all the way up, you know, through menopause into women in their 50, 60, 70 plus. And again, it's a real safe environment. We spend a lot of time with women um, talking. And like you said, getting that whole picture yeah, yeah. instead of, really only treating the symptoms right. you know we might say okay we want you to start doing x y and z so you're feeling better and really treat those symptoms but really looking at the whole picture so mm-hmm. you're walking away in the end 
feeling better. And if you stop taking a supplement or a medication, you're going to be well on your way versus being really dependent maybe on something. So for those of you who that sounds very delicious and it sounds like a really great experience, how can they contact you to to find out more? Yeah, so you can always give us a call, 651-895-2520. And check us out online. I mean, we have... Um, our website, uh, we have a blog, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. It really gives you an idea and a feel of who we are and mm-hmm. what we do. Um, and I think that's a great place to start. Okay. For pregnant women or people who are thinking about getting pregnant, um, you can always come and we have tours on an ongoing basis. Oh, wow. And so come check us out. You can see the facility, ask lots of questions. Um, and that's If those tours don't work into your schedule, we also offer complimentary consultations where you meet one-on-one with somebody from our office and have that same information that we give in tours, but is more convenient for your schedule. That is so nice. It sounds so... It just sounds... It just that When I think of going to the doctor experience, it doesn't sound anything in my head like how you just explained. Well, I think, you know, you're right. It's International (laughs) Women's Day, which I think is important to just recognize. I think... What I see in our maternity care field and how women are treated is quite a disgrace mm-hmm. when you think about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And um, in pregnancy, it's such an opportunity to educate, mm-hmm. to help make lifestyle changes, mm-hmm. to really empower people and families to be healthy. And what that means, not only for healthy pregnancy and postpartum, but even beyond that, Mm -hmm. it's a really good opportunity in our life to be doing that. And I feel like in, in our conventional system, it doesn't take that opportunity because our appointments are so their appointments are so short and fast. There's not a lot of education that happens. Women often are showing up in the hospital, um, not knowing what to expect. Mm -hmm. And not only that, I feel like TV and social media and (laughs) friends telling their, their, there's horror stories, call it what it is. (laughs) It is horror stories that we don't have this frame of reference to trust our bodies. Right. Right. And to know that we can do this. Mm-hmm. Women aren't built up to say, you are strong. Right. You can do this. Mm-hmm. This is what to expect. This is what happens. And instead, I feel like women are, th- these seeds are planted that it's going to be too hard, too painful. Yeah. I'm not strong enough. Right. I can't do this. Um, I'll need pain medications. And if pain medications are part of your labor and birth, that's okay. Right. But when we have a 90% epidural rate in this country mm-hmm. and a 30%, one in three women in the hospital have a C-section, there's that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. needs to change. Mm-hmm. And I think that education piece is huge. Listening to women is huge. Respecting women is huge because I don't see that happening mm-hmm. in our maternity care system. I really, if it was any other illness or if it was men we would not be treated be more in, in the same yeah. manner and so i'm just throwing that out there okay it's my okay. bandwagon these days <laughs> that women that respectful care is so important well you mentioned education and we are educating uh women and men today about the coronavirus yes. it's covid 19 they're calling it yeah and so it's break time so what what are we going to talk about after the break we're going to talk a little bit about the virus do a few stats but okay. really i want to talk about how to get your household ready okay awesome all right stay there don't go any place you are listening to the mom show on my talk 1071 stay tuned we'll be right back 
Get your laughs after lunch or anytime with Colleen and Bradley. Here's a highlight from Thursday in the one o'clock hour. So Kylie Jenner's feeling all defensive because the world is making fun of her weird toe. Well, anything on the human body, if you focus in on it for too long, it's going to start looking kind of weird. And again, a toe is a toe is a toe. Put it in a shoe. Nobody knows. Thank you. Write that down, Shel Silverstein. You mean? What? Can he write that down? No. He's sadly not I was kind of writing. Sad. You just killed him again. I did not. I was saying I'm like Shel Silverstein. You go, write that down, Shel Silverstein. He can't. He's dead. I, okay, what I meant was write that down. It was like Shel Silverstein. I. It was my poem, though. Can we check that tape? No. Can we just move on? Yeah. Colleen and Bradley. Listen live or podcast it anytime at mytalk1071.com or on the MyTalk app. Hi, MyTalkers. Welcome back to the Mom Show on MyTalk1071. We're streaming live online at mytalk1071.com. I'm your host this morning, Sonny. I'm usually producing, but I'm filling in for Miss Shannon, and I am in studio with Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic, and we are talking about coronavirus this morning. Is it bad that I envision the germs dancing to the song? <laughs> Is that bad? Not bad. <laughs> but since we are talking about the coronavirus, we're talking about... Like, we don't want to scare anybody. We want us to be informed and we yeah, want to be. Yeah, we're going to talk about some facts. Yeah, we're going to talk about stats and facts. And you talked on this break, we're going to be talking about how to get your household ready. Yeah, because yeah. I think there's lots of questions. Yeah. And there's lots of fear. And so we're going to just talk a little bit about what that looks like. But before we do that. But speaking of questions, if you have questions, please call in. We want to hear it. And you probably have a question that everybody else has, oh, but they yeah. might be too scared to ask. So do not be scared. Now is the time to ask the questions. 651 651- 641-1071. If you have questions about coronavirus, 651-641-1071. So let's just first talk about some real simple stats okay, okay. because I think that's helpful. I pulled this up this morning. Um, it, it's a website um, that gives just up-to-date stats kind of on okay. a daily basis. Okay. So when we look um, globally, okay. there's about 107,000 cases. Okay. There's been 3,661 deaths. Okay. And almost 61,000 people have recovered. Oh, they so don't actually have gotten it and then recovered. Okay. And then currently we have about 43,000 infected people. Okay. okay. So I think, and you know, about, you know, there's about 80 right here. It says in the active cases, about 86% are mild. Okay. So of the 43,000, about 37,000 are mild cases. Okay. So that's what we've been hearing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just not always up in the forefront that of the um, infected Mm -hmm. people, about over 80% will have mild cases. Okay, and and how many of those are getting better? Because I think you had a stat that said there are so many people that yeah. were getting better. So, so far, globally, about 61,000 people have recovered. Okay, that's how come they won't say that? <laughs> so, I think it's helpful to know that, but I do think it's helpful to hear because as part of our getting your household ready, we're going to be talking about when to stay home. But, you know, over 80% of these cases are mild. Mm-hmm. So, that means... Um, it's okay to be home. You know, you might have a cough or a fever or, you know, similar to like what we'd have with the flu on any given season. Um, And if your cases are mild, it's fine to be staying home and doing supportive care. It is a virus. And so viruses, you don't treat with antibiotics. That's if it's a bacterial infection. And that's what, that's not what this is. This is a virus. So 
in a way you're waiting it out. Okay. So staying hydrated, rest, you know, not um, going out in public mm-hmm. and spreading the illness. And so those are the things we'll talk about, but it's, it's that other, you know, and then um, what they're saying here is about 14% are serious or critical. So in that serious or critical um, window, those are the people that need to be seen by a healthcare provider, mm-hmm. need to be going into the hospital mm-hmm. um, because they're going to likely need extra help. So, so people are getting healthy after having this. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, they are. That's very good news. Um <laughs> And so, so that's good to know. And I know um, probably most people have heard at this point, we did have our first case in Minnesota as of mm-hmm, Friday. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. haven't been tracking it very well over the weekend. I've been on call, but I know, so I'm not quite sure where we're at today um, specifically, but I know Friday yeah. we had that one case. And it sounds like from what's been reported, that person didn't have lots of contact, okay. you know, outside with lots of people. Cause I know mm-hmm. that was a question, but um Minnesota and it's and it seems like our officials have done a great job as far as keeping people up to date Mm -hmm. you know always look on our um, Department of Health website because they will be informing people as well but I think that's the other question is where do we look for reliable information yeah because it seems like I mean I know I, I hear my mentors and my elders say, you guys have access to so much information, but that could be a bad thing, too. If Good <laughs> or bad, yeah. yeah. So I think really reliable sources are your local, in your local communities, really look to your Department of Health. Okay. Okay. And look on their website, see what information they're publishing. Um, they will have likely have stats of your area. Mm-hmm recommendations so your local department or your state department of health Mm -hmm. outside of that the cdc has great amazing resources of information and they keep um their information up to date as things evolve so the center for disease control the cdc um, is a great website to look at and then globally as well you know the world health organization is also putting out good information um, because those are reliable sources those are um, people on the forefront globally looking and saying, okay, what's happening? What are the incidences? What do we need to be thinking about um, as far as this, as the illness evolves mm-hmm. and as more people, you know, are contracting? It's so, you know, the funny thing about panic is your brain is hijacked. These three organizations you said to check is just like common sense <laughs> to check. It's like your your local health department. The CDC is our federal, basically, yeah. health department. And then there's the global health department. In the panic, those three departments never came to mind. <laughs> so don't panic. Just That was very helpful. And yeah. for, for people who, because we're talking about how to get ready for people like me who want to bleach down the entire house, is that helpful or is that contributing to the panic? Yeah, so <laughs> let's, let's back up a little bit. Let's okay. start talking first- First, when we think about getting your household ready, the first thing to do is really have a plan. Okay. And what that means is it really means kind of talking, having, communicating. It's, right. It sounds funny, but <laughs> but a lot of times the communication piece falls off the end and we act mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm... That's what so I said. Scared. I don't want to bleach down the house. Go to Target. Go to Costco. <laughs> right, right. right. Bleach down the house. Right. Drench myself in bleach. Take Whatever. all the hand sanitizer <laughs> off the shelves. Let's do this. But first, it's really that communication part, thinking about a plan. So first, um, really thinking about in your household, talking to each other, whether okay. it's your kids, um, other family members, right. grandma, grandpa, aunts, right. uncles, whoever is in your what's considered your household. Mm-hmm. 
and talk about what is going to be your plan if there is an outbreak okay. in your community. Okay. Right. And within that, if there are people who might be at greater risk for serious complications, really talking about what that looks like. Right. So right now the, 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 the people who are at more risk are actually elderly. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you have parents, if there's people who are immunocompromised, mm-hmm. um, those are people to make a plan for. And if okay. you're not quite sure what to do, you know, that would be a, not necessarily a visit into your healthcare provider. But if you're a cancer patient. If you um, are really immunocompromised um, and are on certain medications mm-hmm. where you are um, more likely to get sick because your immune system is not up and running, um, maybe give a call in to your nurse line or your provider's office to say, if you have concerns and you don't know what to do, um, to say, is there any specific precautions I need to be taking? Or what are the warning signs for me that need to happen that I should be coming in absolutely or that I can stay at home? Oh my goodness. It's so, it's so calming how you're putting, how you're informing us about these very simple, very reasonable things to do. Yeah. It makes so much sense. So it's break time. That's when the music comes in. So what are we talking about next break? We're going to continue talking about this plan and then what to do. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. So if you have questions, now is the time. 651-641-1071. We would love your questions. You're listening to The Mom Show with Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live online at MyTalk1071.com. I am Sonny filling in for Miss Shannon on this Sunday morning. I'm in the studio with Dr. Amy Johnson Grass from the Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic, and we are talking about COVID-19, the coronavirus. So if you have questions, now is the time to do it. There are no silly questions at this point in the game. It's very important to uh, get as much information as you can. We would love to have your question on the show, 651 641 Seven one, Doctor Amy Johnson Grass. All right, so the on the last break we talked about how to prepare our house and how to make the sensible plan. plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk a little bit more about the plan, and then we're gonna talk a little bit more about kind of real specifics okay. of what to do. So okay. the other, so really, we're talking about um, communication, making that plan for your family, mm-hmm. really based on the daily routines and needs of your household members. Right, right. So um, we had talked about. Um, Knowing, um, knowing a little bit about if there's somebody who's at more higher risk in your household. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the other thing we wanted a little bit talk about is creating an emergency contact list mm. and thinking about it ahead of time. And this is something that's probably good for us, everybody to have on hand, period. Okay. But, okay. you know, especially in these cases. So it might be friends, neighbors, carpool drivers, okay. healthcare provider numbers and how to get a hold of your healthcare provider. Local... Um, health departments or emergency departments and other community resources you ne- might need to access. So I'm confused. When you say create an emergency list, is this for the family or for... This is for your family. Oh. So really thinking about what resources you as a family might need. Okay. So for instance, what happens if your, if you have children and your school decides to close down school, mm. but you're not able to necessarily get out that day? Right. Then you have uh, friends or family that you can call to say, hey, 
Oh, wow. Can you please go pick up my child or can you be home when they get home? Yeah. Um, it's it's those little details that sometimes we don't think about. But yeah. if you've thought about ahead of time, it makes the situations much, le- much less stressful. Yeah. And again, having those conversations with your children, again, not to induce fear, but right. to say, hey, they're hearing it at school. Right. My kids have come home and said, oh, my gosh, we're going to get two weeks off of school, mom. And I'm like, <laughs> not uh, that we're all going to die. But we're gonna no. <laughs> but in the event that, you know, school gets called off or or whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. these are the people that can pick you up yeah. or that will be at the house and that'll be OK if dad and I can't be at home. And so yeah. it's having those simple conversations again, talking, you know, it sounds like you would know who your healthcare providers are. Right. But sometimes in when we're not feeling well, when we're not thinking right, when we're more in that fear mode, mm-hmm. we might not think, oh, I can just call my nurse line. Right. Or this is how communication works at my provider's office. Right. And so writing those numbers down. That is smart. That's really smart. It's something so simple. And it's and it's really smart to do if, you know, like because when you are sick, you're not thinking of who's this Rolodex of people I can call. You don't. You don't think about it and you want to have your significant other. Even your children go, call that number on the fridge. That's really yeah. smart. If for some reason you're, one of your family members would have to go into the hospital, have an idea of what hospital you want to go into. Right, right. Check with your health insurance. Just make sure that it's right. covered under your health insurance. Right. Because it takes that guesswork out and um, the stress out of that piece right. um, of, of the what ifs. Right. So whatever that looks like for you. And, you know, get to know your neighbors. Right. I was sitting here thinking when you're saying this, I'm like, this really like locks down the community. If let's like you said, let's say the school closes. Can you talk to your next door neighbor and say, hey, I can't take off. Can you you know that it it really it really it puts us in a position to depend on each other. Really? It really does. Mm -hmm. Or what if one of the households in your neighborhood is sick and they need something to be able to reach out to the person that's next door across the street to say, can you please leave whatever on our porch or um, whatever that looks like? Or, (laughs) you know, we do have um, older people in our neighborhood. And, you know, in the winter, it's just known that all the kids or the adults make sure that those driveways are cleared. You know, it's kind of similar. Watch out for those people in your neighborhood. Check in on them. Um, Find ways that you can check in on them that's not knocking on their door. Do they text? Can you give them a call? You know, even just once a day to say, hey, are you doing okay? Do you need anything? Um, And it makes them feel good, too. Right. People remember you. It makes you feel good. Right. <laughs> we really need to be doing that for each other. And then two, you know, this is the a little bit more of the doing part, but practicing every day, you know, preventative actions now. And a lot of them are common sense, but I cannot stress enough. Just wash your hands. <laughs> wash your hands. And cover your cough. I don't know if because this thing because the COVID-19 is out, but I swear, I've, I swear no one is, everyone's coughing into the air now. And I don't know if it's my own, <laughs> my own insecurity or my own panic, but I'm like, I, I, I swear before this, I saw people coughing into their arm. And now I feel like I'm just seeing everybody cough into the air. That helps. And that oh, just helps in general like that. Yes. <laughs> so when we get to the coughing piece, so w- let's wash your hands. Absolutely. 20 seconds. Okay. So, you know, what I've done for my kids to really, um, help them understand what 20 seconds feels like is we've started just timing 
You know, for okay. just not tons, mm-hmm. but for those first few times, I'm like, let's just set a timer and see how long it actually takes. I saw an article that says there's uh, the Prince song, Raz, the whole hook or the um, chorus to Raspberry yes. Beret for Prince. That's 20 seconds. Yep. You can also sing Beyonce's Love on Top, the whole chorus. That's 20 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> so. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yep. Um, and so these are things that help just as little reminders because, you know, kids are Petri dishes, mm-hmm. but adults need to be really um, aware and responsible as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people should just be washing their hands after they go to the restroom, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we've implemented in our household this has been true for just flu season and cold season, period. Mm-hmm. Is as soon as you walk in the house, wash your you hands. wash your hands. I have gotten sick so many times going on a Target run and then coming back. And now a couple of days later, my throat's itching. And I was like, you know what? You didn't. You didn't wash your hands when you yeah. came back. And then mama was like, here's some soup. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that simple. It is. And so um, little things like that can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. The cough piece. So Mm -hmm. cough into your elbow, Mm -hmm. you know, cough into a tissue, then throw Mm -hmm. the tissue away, Mm -hmm. really minimizing the spread because all those air droplets that are airborne, Mm -hmm. they shoot pretty far. Do they really? Oh, yeah. Because you look at those um, YouTube videos or videos about how quick like a person sneezes and then you look at that. And the same with the cough, though, you know, that it's not just like it's in your little bubble. It shoots. My teacher told me long. I never forget this. My teacher told me when you sneeze, they said the germs just shoot around in the room. Just, yeah, it's, it's like, like a that little with bouncy the cough ball. Too? Well, not maybe not quite as much, but okay. you know you have to think about that area. That right. And um, so really, just protecting your cough. Right. Um, people don't need to be wearing masks at this point everywhere. It's not going to necessarily help. But if you have a cough and you're going into a public place or like mm-hmm. a clinic, mm-hmm. you'll see when you stop, there's hygiene stations so that they have like hand sanitizer, mm-hmm. tissues, masks. That's when it's appropriate. If you have a fever and a cough and you walk into your provider's office, mm-hmm. please put on a mask. It's I keep what I'm getting from the conversation is I see people getting masks to protect themselves and people who are sick yeah. are the ones who are like, no, we're wearing this because we don't want to infect anybody. Yes. So I, that's that's been the narrative that I see come in and go, no, I'm not being paranoid. I have sickness myself. Yeah. So if you're sick, that's when you put on a mask, not mm-hmm. necessarily just every day going around. Right. Not not at this point. And so um, and then the other piece is, is wiping down surfaces, mm-hmm. you know, about twice a day, maybe okay. once in the morning, once in the you know evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the surface is um, unclean or there's debris, washing it down with soap and water, and then you know wiping it down with um, a sanitizing solution, okay. just to cut down germs. So things like countertops, doorknobs, um, bathrooms. If there's somebody who does get ill in your household and you have more than one bathroom, you know. Try and designate a bathroom for illness and a bathroom for wellness. Oh, okay. Um, And then also make sure that that bathroom is getting wiped down, you know, several times a day. And so, you know, again, little things like that to decrease our exposure. And if you're not feeling well, stay home. Oh, that's so hard. It is so hard. It is very hard. And I'm, I'm uncomfortable that you said this because I work when I'm sick all the time. (laughs) <laughs> I, I know do. and I, and it's just and it's not even like you know how at the beginning you, you feel the scratchy throat and uh-huh. the stomach or the head and you know then it's like I need to lay down but I'll get myself about to about 72% well and then I go back 
so it's things like, um, you know, this, I'm not necessarily saying this about COVID, but just in general about mm-hmm. illness. How we handle illness. Yeah. So not going out back to work, school, you need to wait at least 24 hours after your fever is resolved without any Tylenol or ibuprofen on board. Mm. You know, you need to wait 48 hours if you've had episodes of diarrhea. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you could possibly be passing all those wow. GI bugs along. Um, and sometimes up to 72, sometimes with GI things. Wow. Wow. It's just, I just I know we live in a culture that's like hustle. Get out there. Get it done. Make it happen regardless. And I, and I think that's a, for me. And, and I know some people just can't take off because they've got benefit issues or things well, like that. Well, I was going to say, this is brings up really a cultural issue yeah. we have in this country yeah. about sick leave, paid mm-hmm. time off. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we're hearing in the news, there are people who aren't able to take off right. because then they not get, they wouldn't be able to get paid. Exactly. And then that is a whole host of other. It's a, whole, it's a domino effect. Yes. And so, you know, it really, I think... I want to say this is an opportunity, a forced opportunity for our country to mm-hmm. really say we have got to value mm-hmm. our people, our health and our health <laughs> yes. and be looking at things like sick time, paid time yeah. off. You know, all of these things that are are been talked about, especially these last couple yeah. of years. Yeah. Yeah. But have very little movement, I feel like. Yeah, but now when we, I have never, I've always heard people talk about sick leave. I've always heard about this, but Mm -hmm. I didn't go, what if we have a pandemic? Like, that's literally a safety net to help us handle something like that. Yeah. So um, it's break time. I I feel like this is such a good topic. I'm I'm really excited about this topic. If you are excited about the topic and you have a question, please call in 651-641-1071. But what are we talking about on this next break? What's our last break? I know. We're going to talk a little bit about some supplements that are a good idea to be taking to support your immune system. Okay, awesome. We will be right back on The Mom Show with Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass. We are talking about the coronavirus. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Sometimes good things fall apart. Welcome back to the Mom Show on My Talk 107.1. We are streaming live online at mytalk1071.com. I'm Sonny. I'm filling in for Miss Shannon. I am in the studio with Dr. Amy Johnson Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic, and we are talking about the COVID nineteen coronavirus. And Amy is just dropping jewels. Doctor Amy, excuse me, is just dropping <laughs> jewels on us. Just these simple things, up so that you can feel empowered, so you can feel like you're ahead of all of the. The hoopla that's going on. So if you have questions, 651-641-1071. Or if you don't have questions and you're just enjoying listening to the show, we also have a podcast. Uh, check that out at mytalk1071.com as well. So what are we talking about? This hour went by so fast. So fast. And I feel like there's so much information <laughs> mm-hmm. we could be talking about that we're just skimming the surface. Yeah. But um, really, I want to talk a little bit about how you can support your immune system. Okay. Um, and things that you can be doing now. And, and not s- drinking bleach? Because that's... That's been going around. I don't know what that's about. Oh, my goodness. Do not drink bleach. No bleach on your skin. Yeah. And you know what? I was looking. So the CDC sent out these myth busters. That's good. Um, and some of them I was like, wow, I, this is a myth that's out there. And right. that was one of them about yeah. bleach. And yeah. um, yes, do not put bleach on your skin. Um, hand washing with soap and water for 20 seconds is very That's adequate. good enough. Right. Very <laughs> adequate. 
And remembering, too, that um, the whole goal of really the CDC and our health departments and globally is to stop the spread. Right. So right. a lot of these things that we're talking about is really to help stop the spread because it is contagious. Right. And so um, and even though that we talked about, you know, that 80 plus percent are mild cases, that's fine. And you need to know how to have that plan for your household and what happens in our community if if we do see more cases. Um, and and even though that more than 80% is mild, the goal truly is to help stop that spread. So, right. so it, it's not um, just overwhelming communities. And right. so I just want to put that out there, okay. um, that, that it is still important to be doing all of these things and to be preparing um, with your plan and, you know, hand washing and, and good hygiene, those sorts of things. Um, but yeah, so supplements. Okay. Supplements. What should you be taking? Vitamin D3. Okay. What's vitamin D3? Vitamin D3 is something that it's a vitamin that generally we make, our bodies make um, for when we are exposed to sun. Okay. However, where we live, so in Minnesota, where we, and how the intensity of the sun, I can almost say pretty much everybody is deficient Okay. And vitamin D. Okay. So okay. we routinely over the years have checked women, uh, pregnant women of their vitamin D status. And it's not necessarily to check to make sure they're in range, although that's helpful. It's really to check to see how low you are. Oh boy. Um, and because vitamin D is important, um, for lots of things in our lives, but one thing that it's important for is for our immune system. So whether it's the flu, colds, coronavirus, you know, that vitamin D status is really important for your overall health. What is, how does it help your health? Cause I, I've heard so long, take your vitamin D, drink milk, but I never really, and I know it might help your bones. It helps your bones. <laughs> it helps you fight infection. Ooh. You know, for pregnant women, they're showing that women who have low vitamin D status in pregnancy, they're coming out with all of these things that, Children um, may be more likely to have ADHD, oh, wow. may be more likely to have, you know, certain types of respiratory and, you know, illnesses, mm -hmm. infections. So there's lots of these um, and vitamin D in general, you know, is helpful against autoimmune disease, which wow. we see quite a high prevalence here, you know, in, mm -hmm. in the Midwest in Minnesota. So, you know. 5,000 IUs is what we generally talk about um, okay. uh, for supplementing, especially in this time of season in the winter, um, because we're not getting sun exposure. Um, we're all covered up. Mm -hmm. And so our body aren't, isn't making that naturally. Mm. But even in the summer here, you know, when we're practicing good sun safety, right. a lot of us are putting on sunscreen every day, putting on clothes so we're not exposed to have that sun exposure. So again, we're still in the summer not making enough vitamin right. D. Right, that's crazy. Wow. Um, so we do say 5,000 IUs daily. Um, it's nice though to check what your status is um, so you know what that beginning point is. And then if you are supplementing um, in higher doses, it, it is prudent to be checked every six to 12 months okay. and generally yearly is just fine. Um, but what we found in our clinic is it takes some good work to get up to a, a normal or a range that we would want you to be in mm -hmm. uh, for really optimal health. And so um, 
that 5,000 is really kind of almost a maintenance is what we've found and sometimes can be bumping up people a little bit. But, you know, vitamin D is one of those things you don't want to get too much of. And that's why I say it's really good to just be checking in with those labs to say, okay, because everybody's individual, you know, how everybody, you know, utilizes that vitamin and and stores it in their bodies. And so that lab check-in is how to kind of say, okay, I'm still doing good or Mm -hmm. I need to take more. I'm not taking... Um, I'm taking too much. Right, 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 right. You know, other things to be thinking about are hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Of course, year round. <laughs> you know, I know I talk a lot about hydration and water on mm-hmm. this show. You should. <laughs> um, but planting seeds, the more you hear it and really get out there, find that water bottle that um, you know that I need to drink two or three of these a day. You know, mm-hmm. 60 to 80 ounces minimum right now is really important. Because when you're dehydrated, it's like your mucous membranes are sticky. That's mm-hmm. kind of the way I, uh, the picture I try and say to people. Mm-hmm. And those, uh, that illness just kind of sticks. And oh. I feel like when you like think about the times that you've gotten sick, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I've been busy. I haven't been drinking. I've been mm-hmm. eating poorly. Because the other piece of this is sugar. Oh, sugar tanks your immune system. And so, so really... <laughs> Really looking and saying, okay, modulating what that sugar intake looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Other things, um, elderberry, you know, elderberry has been known to really help um, your immune system, you know, decrease illness, decrease the severity of illness. Um, It's something that's safe for both children and adults, something that can be taken on a daily basis. Um, There's pills. There's also liquid form. I think the liquid tastes, you know, yummy. What do you have, like a, 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 a it's shot all, of it a morning? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> okay, okay. Absolutely. My kids know that that's just something that we do this time of year. Okay. Um, you know, sometimes extra zinc makes makes sense. So okay. zinc is another one of those things. So a lot of times people will see zinc in lozenges. Mm-hmm. And um, if you have sore throats, that's one way to get it. Other ways are just zinc supplements. Just follow the directions on the bottle is completely fine. Okay. Just for this short period of time as we're, you know, still in this illness mode. Yeah. Um, just to really support your immune system. That's smart. Yeah. Build yourself up. And sleep. You know, so I, I'll share. <laughs> I've been struggling with pneumonia for the last several weeks. I'm sorry. And um, I've implemented all of the things. Mm-hmm. All the things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the one thing um, I had to pick up some things at the pharmacy and I love our pharmacists because they are so preventative and they do lots of education. Um, so I do want to take a shout out to St. Paul Corner Drug. Okay. They are absolutely amazing. They're really family forward and focused. Um, they asked me because I, I had to start an antibiotic. They said, are you taking a probiotic? Nice. And these are the ones that you should be taking or thinking about because mm-hmm. you want reputable bands, right? right? And then this is how long you have to take it. And they not only told me it, they stapled a little instruction sheet nice. on the bag that I went home with. Mm-hmm. And then he looked at me and he said, are you sleeping? Mm, he knew it. He knew it. <laughs> he knew it. <laughs> He's like, Amy, because you need to sleep in, <laughs> in order, order to get the, well. <laughs> yep, in order for the little antibodies to do their job. You got to rest. He's like, yep, you need to be getting to bed at a good time. If you know, you need to be getting that good solid sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
Take naps if you can, mm-hmm. you know, during the day or on the weekends. Let your body heal it's and an, rest. It's, just an, it's insane. I think about when mm-hmm. I was younger, how I used to run away from sleep. And now I'm just like, just give me 10 minutes. Just give me 20 <laughs> minutes. But it's, you just get so caught up in and business Life. and and children and your dreams and 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 sleeps oh i can i've heard people tell me i, I can sleep when i die and i always tell them you're gonna get there sooner than later if you don't get some rest right <laughs> so i mean a lot of it is common sense and basics mm-hmm. everything you nice. said today was common sense and basic it's nice just to be reminded it's nice to think and you know if something things to have on hand too, you know, there's lots of um, more naturally focused supplements and things that can help. Um, if you do get an illness like the flu or even, um, you know, the COVID-19 is similar to the flu virus, right? It's right. a fever and cough, mm-hmm. um, runny nose, sore throat. And so, but also thinking about having a few of those over the counter meds on hand just yeah. to help you feel better as well. Right. Um because then you'll be well um, armed and for, yeah. you know, if something does come up. But again, most of those things we probably already have at our homes. Right. right. And it's just, you know, checking in and looking in your cabinet and saying, OK, taking stock of what you really do have. Right. Seeing if there's anything extra that you need. Um, but really, you know, common sense, good immune health. Stay home, wash your hands, cough into your arm, cough into your arm. These are things that our teachers and our parents have been telling us for our whole entire lives. And they were right. They were right. (laughs) They were right the entire time. So pick up the phone, check on your neighbors. That's another one. Yeah. See if they have anything. You might have something on. Well, no, I don't want to say that. I was going to say you might have something on your shelf, but I don't want to say that. That seems a little dangerous. Yeah. But just picking up and calling and checking on people seems to be pretty harmless and helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like we were talking at break, you know, a lot of these things are things that you want to be doing just in general. Yeah. Like the emergency contact list you were talking about, you know, who who would we contact at my husband's, yeah. you know, work or yeah. who's my husband's provider right. or my partner's provider or, you know, a lot of those things you don't necessarily think about, you know, that they're out there. But if you were the one that had to do that for somebody in your household, exactly. Would you know what would you're you supposed to know? Right. Would you right. know who to contact? And, right. and just to make that easy and more of a seamless process. Right. All right. So we got a little bit of time left. How can we get a hold of you and learn more about Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic? Yeah. So you can um, always give us a call, 651-895-2520. Mm-hmm. Um, questions set up a tour consultation call for an appointment follow them online follow us online you know check <laughs> us out on our website healthfoundations.com mm-hmm. and you can check us out on social media on facebook and instagram and also if you guys happen to miss today's podcast never fear just visit mytalk1071.com we've got it up for you um yeah thank you for thank for, you. for making us be informed yes. and not being scared so again if you happen to miss some of these tips just find us online mytalk1071.com keyword mom show have a great day